You are listening to the Pork Pals Podcast with Peter, Donna Marie and Maeve. Let's go fishing for gossip, people. Hi, everybody, and welcome to this week's episode of the Pork Pals Podcast. How are we this week, ladies? Very good, very good. Excited to get stuck in out this week's Below Deck. Donna Marie. Not a bother on me, not a bother on me. Kids are back at school today. Electric picnic this weekend for you. I mean, everything's good here. Good stuff, good stuff. Right, let's get stuck into Below Deck. I think we should start with poor old Adam. Oh, I do feel bad for him. Um, I wasn't a fan when we first, when the show first kicked off. He grew on me as the weeks went on. I thought he was a genuine worker. I thought he was a bit unlucky to get fired. Yeah, look, I feel, and I said this last week to you, if you remember, there was an awful lot of editing done on him. And I think when you watch the stories of other cast members, they confirm that. I mean, Margot said that there was a whole scene cut out after he was fired where he went around to each and every one of them and told them, how much of an, an amazing person they were and how much he learned from them and all that. And he was just genuinely a really, really nice guy, a gentleman. So I do feel that there was an awful lot of editing done on him so that the audience didn't get too attached to him. Yeah, that's a good point. That's a good point that they're not going to, they're not going to want to get the backs up of the audience by building this character up and then all of a sudden he's way out the door. Whereas when you look at somebody like Luke, they showed those red flag moments. Like we said it, we said, everybody that was commentating said it, this guy is total red flag. And, you know, a couple of weeks later, then we saw what happened. So Mm -hmm. obviously the editing plays a big part in how the season is going to go for a a cast member. Yeah. And I kind of hope that like, you know, even through his social media, we find out or he comes on and says like, it's all good. I carried on yachting and I got the house from your mom, my siblings. Like he was just a nice guy, wasn't he? To be fair, he's been active on social media. It's not like he's been hiding. So it's not like he got fired and it's like, well, fuck you, I'm not engaging. Or like, mm-hmm. I mean, I've seen him about. He's he's you know, he's um reacted a couple of times when we've included him in some of our Instagram stories and stuff like that. So he's it's obvious he's not too bitter about it. It's he accepts it and he's, you know, moved yeah. on and learned from the experience. I know. I'm just one of them twats now that gets attached and I like want him to come on and tell me that it's all good. He bought a new house for his man, his sister and brothers, and everybody's happy. You're one of those people that needs, when they're watching a film or a series, needs an actual closure. You're not one for, well, make up your own mind. Because if it's make up your own mind, Donna says it's a shit ending. Yeah, (laughs) I lose my shit if a film ends and I'm expected to, like, you know, just realise what happened or create my own ending. That's shite. Tell me everything. I want to know. I want to see what happened five years down the line. That's just the way your that's just the way your brain works. May have any thoughts on on Adam leaving the show? Oh, sad that he's left, but I think he was a sacrifice that needed to be made to get Culver to kick into gear and all the rest. Listen, can we talk about Culver for a minute? 
right, we can definitely talk about Culver because I spent the guts of 80-odd minutes coursing that fucking smiley tooth, lazy asshole because he just annoys the shit out of me. Now, I never thought these words would ever come out of my mouth. I never thought it. But I am actually team Joel. Yeah. I mean, 100%, 100% team Joel. I never thought I'd say that because I just did not like Joel in previous seasons. But like, oh my God, Culver is a lazy sack of fucking shite. Listen, I said this. Very early on, I'm gonna I'm gonna put my hand up and take me credits. I said this very early on. Culver masters the art of looking busy. He does. He mastered the art of it, and he's been found out. And then he has a shitty attitude when he's called out on it, or he's you know exposed. It's like he's a horrible attitude. Like I mean, the way he literally had a tantrum, he had a strut because Jason was on the radio. Yeah, because he was hangry because he couldn't find the blender. I was hoping it was in Jason's cabin or something and he was would have had to go up there to get it. Like, what the fuck is he going around with that Nutribullet full of, like, fucking protein powder or something? What What's the story with all the smoothies? I don't know. It's, it's something to keep his brain inflated because, let's face it, he he got the beauty, but the brains are the brains are a bit fucking thin on the ground, you know? it's It's all in the muscles and the smile. The turkey teeth are are, are are strong with this one. Yeah, but there's part of me, I wonder, is he only doing this because he's on the telly? Because he got a captain text and him asked him, is he ready for the next med season? So surely, like, in real life, he has to be good. Yeah, but if you're not, like, into being on the telly, then don't fucking go on reality TV shows, like. Yeah, but is there a bit of, like, I mean, let's face it, how many people did he have fooled? He has everybody fooled. So a captain who is like, I mean, who has nothing to look back on, let's face it. This is the only time there's somebody videoing exactly what the fuck Culver's doing. And can just say, oh, geez, every time I see Culver, he looks busy. And anytime I ask him to do something, he does it. He's got a great attitude with the guests and stuff like that. So if he's taking, if he's doing all this with the guests, that's deflecting away from the times that everybody else is carrying his fucking ass because he's stuffing his face in the galley. Yeah. Oh, look, I would have liked him to see him go. Like, I know that there was a safety issue with Adam. I do know. But I also know that that mistake never would have happened again. Like, I... yeah, But it also wasn't the safety issue. It was the fact that he didn't have the experience. And Jason was like, well, we need to get somebody yeah but we've seen seasons in the past like on uh, across all the franchise where like you have this really really green person and they learn and they progress as the charter season goes on and even Joao said it like give him two weeks like he I mean he had fucking Luke at the start like give him a couple of weeks and he would have had him so much better so I was just sad I was sad to see Adam go over Culver because like that Culver's a lazy fucker he has four years experience he should know what he's doing at this stage he does know what he's doing he just chooses not to but that's a good point though that you make about Luke I blame Luke because if Luke was doing his job from the start they all would have been up to speed at this stage of the season you roll back a couple of seasons ago in med and Malia was the bosun and she got like the greenest deck team ever. And she had them whipped into shape 
by the mm. end, by mid-season, the end of the season. All about the boasting. I think if Joel was there from the start, Adam doesn't get sacked and Culver's gone probably two charters ago. 100% agree with you. But it's like that right across the board. I mean, in any job, it doesn't matter where you are in the world and what you're working at. It's it's your management teaching ethic. Like, do you know that kind of way? You have somebody who just wants to be a boss and then you have somebody who wants to be a team and wants to teach and grow. So that's the difference between Luke and Joel. Look, we, we've all been in jobs where there's that person that you know in your heart and soul does the absolute minimum, doesn't even do the minimum, yet management think the sun shines out of our arse for whatever reason, be it that they, you know, they look good or they're good at one particular aspect. And it always, it rots you to the core. But every job I've ever been in, I've seen it. And this is obviously, yachting is no exception. No. No different. So, yeah. So, speaking of things that we got right, Donna Marie, you are on the ball. My name is Luca. I'm sleeping on the second bunk, rocked in as predicted. Absolutely. And isn't he an oh, absolute oh, He's a vision, a vision like. <laughs> Not going to lie, he is a vision. I'm going to have to start getting rain rain gear for the, uh, recording these episodes. There's so much wet flying around <laughs> when we're talking about this for fuck's sake. <laughs> yeah. And he seems to be experienced. Uh, like, Aisha knows him. And, you know, so, yeah, bring it on. I mean, we're not going to have him for much longer. Like, we're not going to get to know him too well because... We're over halfway through the season, but yeah, bring it on. Hello. Yeah, there's, there's, there's three weeks left. The finale is on the 18th of December, or uh, September, I should say. That's confirmed. So we've three weeks of episodes left. It'll be interesting to see now if he, uh, you know, gets with anyone. I mean, if I was going to predict it, I would predict Jamie. Oh, I hope so. I hope so. I love to see Culver getting his little shiny heart broken. Oh, man. I'm not a vindictive person, but, man, he just rubs me the wrong way. And if if, if Luca comes in and sticks a tail on Jamie, more power to you, kid. Yeah, I would. If I was predicting it now, I'd say that. Romances. Oh, Zarina and Joao. Yeah, I'd- I love that. I think they're a really cute couple. I, I think they look great together. I, I, I'm, I'm seriously on board, on board team fucking Jarina. <laughs> okay. Well, what I will say is, I will say they do bounce off each other. They do gel well. Like, you know, they, they have a laugh and they, they bounce off each other with their personalities. But yeah, look, I don't know. Yeah, you're just you're just very hung up on the girl called the fact that his his our whore friend was with him and she got like to be fair, he explained it. They had well, a yeah, thing. he did. She wanted more. He wasn't willing to give it. Like, I mean, what what do you want? Like, is that fucking somebody over or is that just life? Yeah. So when he kind of explained it the way he explained it, I was a bit like, okay, well, I mean. If if he's telling the truth, that's not really like fucking someone over. That's just yeah. Well, like you know. I mean, there's, there's there's three sides to every story. So that her her side is she got fucked over. His side is it was something and nothing. They had a little thing. She was into it. He wasn't able to give it, and that's his side. And the truth is probably she wanted more. 
he couldn't give it but let her on a little bit that's probably where it lands is somewhere in the middle there i have a question okay do you think margo is about to fuck zarina over with the comment she made to joao about punching him in the face do we think it was just an innocent mistake and that was how margo interpreted it and i don't know maybe heard it wrong or do we think there's this is the beginning of the little well i might like joao i couldn't understand why she was stirring the pot well was she was she stirring the pot or was it just this innocent you know miscommunication or was she stirring the pot is there a different side to Margo? I mean, we know they kiss. You know, we've seen it in the mid-season trailer. We know that they end up kissing. And then we also know that, you know, she ends up drinking and shit like that. Is there a different side to Margaret that we haven't seen yet? Possibly. And then as well, if it was just an innocent, she just told you how she would have went back to Zarina and said, oh, fuck, like I'm after telling him this, but it wasn't meant in that way. I just thought he knew you wanted to dig the face off him. Yeah. But to I be don't fair, know, I questioned her. I did question her. To be fair, like, Joao took it well. He realised that that was probably said. Like, I mean, he's a smart guy. He took that as, okay, she probably said that at the start. She probably did have, she had a vision of me from when I was, as he openly admits, a very different person. And he's different now. So I don't think he really thought too much of it. Like, it didn't come up. It's like they went through a whole night out, a whole charter. This was never mentioned. So unless it gets mentioned later on, but like he didn't seem like it was festering on him. Hmm. I don't know. It was just something that when I was watching it, I was kind of like, oh, is this you storing the pot or is this you just being, you know, a ditzy or whatever? But, like, it's it's the same as the whole, oh, Harry's very cold with me now. But, like, I mean, what do you want? Like, seriously, like, I mean, make up your mind. What do you want? You can either have Harry the snuggle buddy or you can have Harry the friend who you would never accuse of being cold to you just because he's, you know, just getting on with his job. Yeah, I agree. I agree with the whole Harry thing. So we should probably address the most important aspect of the episode and no Jason and his budgie smugglers. Yeah, I was just going to say it, just it wasn't say your that, man nearly, nearly Gavin at the end. It was uh, Jason and the budgie smugglers. Oh my god! Listen, the whole lot of them in the budgie smugglers. I mean, I would just the, the whole lot of them. It was just a vision. I was like, "What the fuck?" Fair play to that chat. I guess we're coming up with the idea because I never yeah. would have had that myself. Jason, how do you like your eggs? How do you like your eggs? Uh, Fertilise, please, Captain. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I just love, I love the way he's always up for a laugh. They always are. I mean, like, they earned that fucking money. And that tip was low. That was brutal. Yeah. That's that. a shocking tip. Yeah. I don't oh, think I they could that. afford the tip. I, I said, this has to be 25. Because last week's tip was 20. For a one-day charter, which yeah. I thought was excellent. Like they got they did a one-day charter with that family and they got 20k. They did two days, went all out, and they got 15. Or was it sorry, was it 17 and a half they got last week? But either way, for a one day, that was great. Two days pulled out all the stops and they got 
15 grand? Yeah. I thought that was shocking. And then they all were so appreciative. Like, I'm, I'm like on other franchises in the past when they got shit tips, they let you know that they weren't happy. Like, but they were all like, oh. Have they been told to stop complaining when the tip is bad? But they were quite easygoing guests. So maybe they were just. Yeah, they didn't seem particularly difficult. So. Like, okay, they put on a few requests, like they wanted this party, which, okay, everybody wants a party and they wanted the budgie smugglers, which like were there. They didn't have to go to extraordinary lengths. Like this is not Hannah running around looking for an American football match or, you know, special tequila bottles to be imported and like asking every five minutes, where's the tequila? Um, This was relatively straightforward, but still it's a low tip. It was a low tip. I was like a little bit shocked now when I seen it. I mean, surely there's a minimum now. Well, I, I think there is. I, I think there is they're advised of a standard to give. But like, what did what did Chuck, the fucking infamous asshole, give like seven grand or something? And he was like the worst guest ever. Yeah, he was just horrible. Man, I, I've never wanted to meet somebody just so I could slap them. But Chuck is definitely that person. <laughs> but yeah, like for good guests, they were um yeah, cheap. They're, 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 they were cheap ass fuckers. Um what did you think of the dude nearly like Calvin at the end? Like what was that about? I I at first I was like, is he choking? And then I was like Maybe he's an epileptic or something and he's got into a fit. But there was one point like when they kind of first got on board and he kind of said, I wish I felt better. Okay, so there was something wrong when there was something wrong when he came on. And then like you could looking at him, he constantly looked like he was clammy and sweating and he did not look well. Like because I had watched the trailer. So when they came on board, I watched him. I watched him like a hawk and yeah, he said at one point to one of his friends, I wish I felt better. And then he just looked so clammy and like he was about to keel over from the minute yeah. he got on the boat. Now, he's a big man. It's very warm. Is it possible there was an element, and I know you two are going to laugh at me because it's something I say constantly. Is it possible there was an element of dehydration involved? Well, the first thing I thought was heart attack. That was the first thing I thought I saw him. But, like, I don't know. I'm kind of hoping, like, because they, they were talking about his tongue and all, get his tongue out. And I was like, oh, maybe he's an epileptic, like, you know? So, I don't know. Yeah. But find out. I did have, a, like, I mean, there was a part of me thought, well, this dude's just wolfing this food far too quickly and started choking. It chokes. Yeah, that's what I kind of thought at first. But then I was like, oh, my God, I don't know. Yeah. We'll find out now next week and see how they handle it like i mean i'd die if that happened to me would you so i wouldn't know what to do i'd be useless yeah but you're tra they're trained like i mean it's this is not the first time that they've had a medical like it is on tv but like it's not the first time these as, as crew would have had a medical emergency like jason's been around long enough he's seen this before ace has been around the block like i mean they all know how to deal with this sort of stuff that's what they're trained for so you know they just they just get into action 
of course, Colbert yeah. was still there with the Nutri bullet, like, you know, what's yeah. happening? Oh, I think somebody's dying. <laughs> I will say, though, I will say, though, and not to sound like a judgy bastard, but, you know, I'm but you're going to be a judgy bastard. <laughs> yeah. Like, when I was watching them, I was like, they look like a bunch of very unhealthy men. Oh, 100%. I think that, like, they were smoking cigarettes and all at the table. I think that's the first time Probably not the first time we've seen Char, I guess, smoking, but the first, definitely the first time I noticed it. Maybe because I was paying so much attention to them because I knew what was coming. Yeah. I think they're just middle-aged, unhealthy men. Yeah, like who smokes anymore? Like, I mean, talk about going out with the Indians. Nobody smokes they're anymore. But it is, yeah, like nobody does. And I mean, like 20 years ago, everyone smoked. Everyone we yeah. knew smoked. Do you know that kind of way? And now it's just, it's kind of getting a bit taboo, isn't it? There's certain, we actually, myself and May have had a conversation about this, completely outside of below deck or anything. It was literally a conversation about smoking. And May have made the point, May, what, what was your point about smoking? I said there's only three types of people that smoke now. Old people who've just always been smoking. Anyone that's moved into this country from like Eastern Europe. Um... Or, like, sometimes teeny boppers still do it. But them little teenagers now are loving those little... Um, but they're loving the vapes. Elf, are they called elf bars or something? Yeah, the elf, the disposables, yeah. yeah. And I'm sitting there going to myself, fucking Egypt's like, why? Why are you t- picking up a vape to be cool? But then yeah. again, I'm like, uh, hello, I picked up a cigarette to be cool. Like, yeah. But that's true. But the amount of people, and not to get too dragged drag too far off, the amount of people that I know that vape now and didn't smoke as adults, but now vape is unnatural. That's crazy. And my husband is one of them. Yeah. Ken very rarely smoked. He did take the odd fag when he was drinking or whatever, odd but it was rare. Whereas now he vapes. Although I will say this, though, like he's 45 years of age and he will rarely have that vape in his hand when his mother is around. <laughs> ah. Yeah, like you, you wouldn't see him bringing that vape into his, his mom's house or out like that. Like, no way. And I always notice when she's down, his vape is, is never really in his hand. Maeve thinks it won't be rosary beads I'll have in the coffin. It'll be the vape in me paw because otherwise I just wouldn't look normal. <laughs> and fuck, I say that to me mother all the time. I say it to Ken all the time. Vape, bottle of vodka, remote control, packet of hobnobs and a box of tea bags. Throw them in with me. Be grand. <laughs> what a waste of good vodka and fucking hobnobs. You, you won't be getting hobnobs. You'll be getting, you'll be getting the Aldi special, pal. Do you know how much hot knobs are? And the Barbie chocolate ones. Jesus Christ, I got excited last week in Dunn's because I saw a twin pack of hot knobs for four euros and I thought, wow, that's great value. Do you know I've been going from shop to shop for the last couple of weeks looking for chocolate rich tea? Like, they were not a myth. They did exist at one point. Yeah, Cadbury's brought them out. Yeah, not digestives, rich tea, chocolate. They're they were lush. and I can't fucking find them anymore. Listen, not not to be stealing material from my, you know, comedy idol, but rich tea are bad for dipping. 
They're a bad biscuit. They just wilt. They just, you know, you're a hobnob. You That's know. why I want the hobnobs brought in with me yeah. because they're great by dipping. As Peter oh. Kay said, rich tea, one dips. You dip them once and you barely, they're just wilting. <laughs> and I'm sorry for all the PRK fans. Yes, I did steal that material. But hey, it's good shit. Uh, so I love PRK. We've right, gone off on a bit of a topic here, you know. Totally yeah. off topic. So let's drag things back. Um, I think that kind of wraps up Below Deck for the week. There wasn't really... Yeah. Much else yeah. now. We've hit the we've hit the main point. So I think we should uh transport ourselves from Cairns right up to New York City. Bit of drama in NYC this week. Listen, can we just like before we get into the drama, let's just talk about Bryn and Gideon and that absolute rom com scene with the two of them oh in the God. vintage car. It could totally be a movie with them pair, couldn't it? I mean, can we can we see more Gideon, please? Like, he is literally like rom com. He, he's, he's like, like a young, he's like a young holiday, Hugh Grant. He's like, he's like you, a yeah. young Hugh Grant before <laughs> he went off with the prostitute. <laughs> where we still, where we all still respected him. <laughs> it's, like, it's like watching Jude Law in the holiday and fucking Hugh Grant in Notting Hill. It's like rom com. Oh my god. Why did she not marry that chap? He seems so nice. Because she's not ready. And she God no. love him. And he's like, I still have the engagement ring. I know he's mad about her. Like well, we need more Gideon. I hope we see more of him now. How much of this is she doesn't think she's good enough for him? Because of I don't know. I've been sitting there um all week and I'm kind of thinking an awful lot about Rowney because you know it is coming to the end of the season, it is the fourth season. And you kind of have to ask yourself, well, was it good enough? Did it deliver? And who's going to come back next year? And I love Bryn. She is so fun. And we saw one moment of her, you know, where she dropped the mask. But then I think to myself, she needs to drop it more. You know, and then you see Jessel, who is the villain and has been picked on so much. Whereas she's the only one who has absolutely let the audience into her life. She has been the realest out of them all. And to me, she needs to be brought back purely because of that. Like she has literally let everyone into her life and told all her secrets. And the rest of them can't say the same. I mean, all Cy has done for the whole fucking season is complain about being hungry. Like, seriously. These fucking women and their food, if you don't want to not be hungry, have a bigger meal, the meal before. Like, if you don't want to be hungry at dinner time, have a bigger lunch. Don't go around eating two croutons and a leaf of lettuce. Say you had a fucking salad and then tell me three hours later, I'm starving. Fuck up. See, If I, a child did that, you'd slap them. You'd say, day, you, didn't, you didn't eat your lunch. Fuck off. At this stage, it's actually Sai's fault. I mean, she she should have learned her lesson. I mean, if I go to your house and you don't feed me, and then the next time I go and you don't feed me again, the tour time I'm coming to your house, you better believe I'm going to be sitting in the kitchen milling the food before I come to your house because I know you're not going to feed me when I get there. 100%. Do you know that kind of way? I so have, at some point, it's her fault. Any time I have ever gone anywhere, the first question I ask before we decide what time we're leaving at is, well, 
are they going to feed us? Well, <laughs> they don't seem like the sort, maybe some crackers and cheese. Right, I'm having dinner before I leave. 100% I am the exact same. And even when Sai said it, the Irish goodbye, now what I will say is I totally agree with that. That to me is acceptable. I have left parties numerous times. I have not said goodbye to anyone. Probably said I'm going to Tyler. I'll be back in a minute. I, I, hang on. Can we just clarify something here? We have been in Donna Marie's house <laughs> drinking. Donna Marie says, I'm going to the toilet. 40 minutes <laughs> later, somebody realizes Donna Marie hasn't come back. Ken goes up and checks, and Donna Marie is snoring her head off. So you don't, you get the Irish good boy sitting in Donna's house. Yeah, you do. But like, I have done it. I have left parties and been like, right, I'm going to Tyler with my friend, like Karen. She'll do it with me because she's the same as me. And it's like, right, we're going to Tyler we'll be back in a minute. And 10 minutes later, we are like sat in Eddie Rockets ordering bacon cheese fries and a chicken cheese. Burger like I just leave. I if I just leave, I just go. I never say goodbye to people, especially if I'm on my own with my own friends. Unless I'm staying in somebody's house because they like, were up in Dublin or something like that, and I'm clinging on to them because otherwise I'm sleeping on the streets. <laughs> um, I'm just gone. Like when I lived in Dublin yeah. and I was going home to my mom's, that was it. I just when yeah. I was ready to go, yeah. it was up and out the door, and nobody batting an eyelid because they just say. It's just gone home. And they text me in the morning, did you get home? Okay. That's it is it. Thing. We do do that. Like, we like to just disappear and just go in our own time. We're, we're not arsed with that whole goodbye, goodbye, double kiss, fuck off. Because it's so fucking Gone. fake. It's yeah, the they're either, tomorrow. Then it's well. the point where we're so drunk or like that, we're fucking starving. So we're gone. Bye. <laughs> but then as well, it's not a thing at like wedding style events where you go and say goodbye to the two people it's about because you're like, well, they're going to be like, why are you leaving now? And it becomes a big deal of you going home, even though they're all still out. No, you never do. Not one I person think... said goodbye to me after I got married. <laughs> did you know? Nobody told me they were leaving my wedding. Did anyone tell you they were leaving your party, Donna Marie, when you got married? Well, she was still no. going to all hours. No, I don't. I don't remember. I just don't think we pay attention to Anne like that. Maybe it is because we're Irish, and that's why it's called the Irish goodbye. We just don't give a fuck. But I just think, in terms of this whole, like her whole storyline has been dishing it out to Erin because of food. I mean, at some point, it's your own fault. Well, she knows she's, she's going changing. to an Erin event. She should eat like. Now she's changing her storyline. She's coming for Jenna Lyons, and we're not having that. Yeah, like I mean, I don't agree with this. This one is an influencer who makes a living off showing off shit on Instagram. Yeah, and you're gonna have a problem with Jenna bringing her bits into the storyline. No, fuck off. And when this is literally your livelihood, like this Mm -hmm. is literally what you do. You show your child there at the table. Oh, don't fucking mess up the blah blah rug, and you know, tell us the brand label. Yeah. Like, seriously, no. An influencer who makes the money from Sean products on Instagram is getting arsy. No. Everybody has made this point all over social media since this episode aired. This is an absolutely ridiculous non-story because it can't be a story. Yeah, I just, I look, I, I said it from day one. I didn't think I was going to like her as the season goes on. 
I'm not liking her. I'm not warming to her at all. Right. Let's deal with the big one that we touched on last week and we said we'd revisit this week. Let's roll it back to the wedding and what Brian actually did at the wedding. Let's talk about what actually happened at the wedding, which I thought was just a joke. She definitely used the word divorce. (laughs) Okay, the receipt. Look, the producers had receipts. The producers always have fucking receipts. You don't get away with shit. She said it. But who cares? I love the way I love the way Jessel just ride or died for her. She's like, she never said that. Yeah, yeah. Talk about dying on a rock there. Look, the way I took the whole thing is she's a bit flirty. I mean, like I I don't think I would have reacted the way Erin would have reacted. I probably would have more said, stupid cunt, like behind her back and just left it at that. I don't think I would have made this big, huge drama out of it. I would have just been like. Right, but like, I mean, let's, let's put this in a little bit of context. Because it all comes down to context and who's saying it, okay? So you're at your wedding with Ken and Karen says this to Ken while Stacy's standing there. Yeah, wouldn't and they all a have a laugh. Yeah, wouldn't have given a shame. Right. So that's this situation. <gasps> that's this. And then let's not name two other people, but I'm sure we could think of two other people to name. You put them yep. in there and it is an issue. So... This really comes down to your relationship with the person that's doing it. True, true. So you're talking about whether, like, they're close enough friends for, you know, Bryn to get away with it, which obviously they're not, or like that. Is it just a case of she's just a colleague and then you might be offended if it was a colleague doing it? The difference between a really close friend who would get away with murder and then an acquaintance who might not. Yes, absolutely. yeah, I suppose if you look at it like that, then Bryn's not really a good friend to her. She's just an acquaintance. And she in her eyes. Yeah, yeah, she was offended by it. So, yeah, look. I, I, said, that's, I think that's I'll the only... The what? I'll just sit on the fence. <laughs> oh, yeah, done. Once again, another second week in a row, Donna's sitting in the fence. It's fine. So, Maeve... Text Ken and tell him to bring home the pliers. He's going to have splinters to pull out of Donna's ass by the end of the night. (laughs) But no, I I really, really do think this is all about context and your relationship with the person that's doing it. So Erin's reaction says to me, she doesn't consider Bryn a friend at all. Yeah, I agree. Mev? Yeah, no, I would agree. Yeah. So... It's a story, it's not a story, depending on where you're coming from. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, so, okay. So what we should be calling Aaron out for, instead of being a fucking whingy mare, is the fact that you're a two-faced bitch because one minute you're saying you're Brian's friend and in reality, you're actually not. Yeah, Yeah. they're all friends just for the telly. It's like I taught her and Jenna... We're best friends, but now we see a snippet into the next bit of the season where she's eating Jenna. We also see a snippet of Uba losing her shit and losing that Aaron as well. We who I we thought we were friends, who we thought were friends, because one of the first clips we saw of those two was them talking and bitching about other people. But I feel like Uba, she would be that friend that would hold you accountable. 
So a hundred percent, a hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. I can't wait for that. Cause I think it'd take a lot for Uber to lose her shit. Yes. So I agree. I'm probably going to be team Uber without even know what's going on. And then what's the story? What is it that Sai says supposedly on camera? I haven't heard what it is yet. All I know is it's something that she didn't want out in the public about her life. Oh, maybe she has a nanny or her and her husband sleep in separate rooms. Where the fuck are you plucking this shit from? I don't know, everything there, but like, about what, <laughs> what, what the fuck can an influencer be so upset about? Like, I mean, she was perfectly happy to spill Jenna shit all over the table and talk about the fucking genitalia thing when <laughs> it maybe, was obviously maybe a Maybe that's what it is. Maybe she gets accused of saying something about one of the other ladies. Yeah, well, that's, but then, like, I mean, you say it, you say it. Say it, you own it. It's your, it's what you said. Tough yeah. shit. You don't get to choose. Reality TV means we get to see what you say. You don't get to pick and choose and fucking curate your answers. But that's what they like to do. And that's what a lot of the franchises have done. Which is what's killing it. But that's what's killing it. That's what's killing the, the, the shows as being watchable when you know they're curated. Like, it's obviously what killed Vanderpump Rules. Is the fact that it was so fucking curated. Everybody now knows that that fucking idiot had carte blanche to cut shit out, which is what happened with fucking Rachel. She got screwed because he got to cut shit out. So mm-hmm. if you're going to have cast members cutting bits out, not giving us the full story, you're showing a tale that's, you know, based on you. It's not based on what the producers want to show. That's no, I don't like that. Yeah. I agree. We'll see what happens. Like, we're coming to the end of the season. It's been a good season. I mean, it's given us all the petty drama that we love. But, um, yeah, like... I, I would like people to stop judging it versus the old cast and just judge it on its merits. Judge it as, as if this was another city. Yeah, well, you see, the problem with that is, you know, you're always going to have people who are like, you know, comparing it. They, they will. They'll always compare it. And then the other, you know, not that you'd be comparing it, not that I would compare it to the old cast, but I would ask myself, does this one have the ability to do and last as long as the old one did? I mean, we woke up this morning to the news that, you know, Atlanta is now being rebooted. That is the wrong fucking decision. And it's yeah. like, oh, well, they're so happy with New York and all that. New York is only a fucking three quarters of a season in you know yeah. we don't know if there's longevity in this new one yet it's too soon to tell we don't know if this is going to be a case of you know the cast is going to last long we could find ourselves in a situation where it's just a new cast every fucking year which i don't like that shit but like eventually the format gets tired you know as a as a shit like i mean there's just it's saturated now the whole housewife yeah. market is saturated nobody can watch them all it's just no. not possible. Everybody picks like two or three and watches their favorite. And then internationally, people probably watch things that, you know, are relatable to them. But And then look, you have the younger generation that are, you know, torn into Bravo now. And they don't care for Housewives. They care for, you know, Below Deck and Summer House and Winter yes. House. 
And you have Summer House there that, okay, the last season and maybe the season before that, we saw it go a little bit stale. And then last season, it was kind of like, oh, look, look, they're showing us bits of New York. I want to see more of this. So now we know they're filming this season and we know they're not just filming in the Hamptons. They're filming in New York City. And that's going to give it a whole new lease of life. A hundred percent. Because we're going to see what they're they're actually up to on, you know week to week we're going to see yeah. more events in the city we're going to see them interacting more in the city probably going to see more of them at work and this is this could be really big for summer house this could kick it on for another yeah. few seasons 100 percent. so like the, maybe they instead of just rebooting the housewives and keeping the old format you know start looking at changing format a little bit yes because at the end of the day the show has to be some way relatable to the audience that's watching it. Now, I'm not saying that we could all relate to housewives because let's face it, they're living lives that most well, we actually could because they buy their designer bags like we do from AliExpress and DHG. <laughs> so I do take your point, but it is it's all about relatability. And I don't know, are people as much about the big brand stuff as they were? Like, that's not as much of a thing anymore. It's not all about, like, I mean, you kind of laugh now when you see somebody walking down the street in a full fake Balenciaga tracksuit. You're like, seriously, because you Mm. just look ridiculous. It's very fucking chav now to be going around in a fake Chanel jacket or a fake Gucci fucking top walking down the street and you have a pair of Penny's leggings on you. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, look, I just think some of the housewives I look, out of touch with reality, you know, which is not really okay when you're on a reality show. Exactly. We'll see what happens. We'll see how we go. And like that, I hope it's all lies about Atlanta, but we'll see. We'll... I know it's kind of off topic, but do we have time to discuss the screenshot that you posted on our stories that somebody commented on Luan's post about Benton? Oh, I saw one this morning. I saw one this morning. And it turns out that that comment was a whole lie because there was boots on the ground. I, I can't remember who I, whose page I saw it on. It may have been Queens of Bravo. Don't quote me on that. But there was boots on the ground and there was people who was taking a road trip and they were in Benton and they drove to the hotel and the hot tub was still very much there. And they drove to the park and there was no needles. There was children playing in the park. So is this just um, a bit, this is somebody that got somebody left out. Bitter and made up some porcupines, yeah. But what about what about the other allegation about the hotel? The pedo uh, hotel. Well, listen, I mean like I I accuse him of being a panty sniffer an episode yeah. from episode one. So it kind of I, I thought he was a bit of an oddball. I, I had him pegged as being a bit of a an offender. But yeah, well there was nothing about that in the post, but I you know, I would maybe say like I'd agree with you on that. Yeah. 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 Yeah, so everything is clarified, but the owner of the hotel is still a creepy bastard sniffing <laughs> your knickers when you're out shopping. Okay, right, that's it for this week, folks. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> Follow us on TikTok, Instagram, like and share our posts, and interact with us on Twitter as well. Yes, absolutely, and we will see you all next week. Bye. Take care, bye-bye. Bye.